dial. Yeah. Hey, everybody, don't touch that dial. <laughs> We're at, uh, thank you for listening to 107 LAME. I'm John, <laughs> your DJ at night. What time at night? Between 3.15 and 4, 7, uh, 4.17 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. But you, you still have one of those, like, drive time uh, intros where it's just like, oh, 101, 101, 101 for it. Yeah. 107, 107, 107, L-A-M-E. <laughs> All <laughs> the time. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's the, when the camera does that rack zoom, and after I've eaten that last, uh, the last bite of a, uh, Crunchwrap Supreme. Uh-oh. Oh, time to go. Cold oh. sweats activate. Form of bowel distress. What what a what what a what what oh seven lame you can listen to get free tickets to Hootie and the Blowfish Hootie and the Blowfish <laughs> Hootie Playing Hootie th- Hootie Hootie Playing at your nearest Long John Silver Long John Silver <laughs> That's right I said Long John Silver <laughs> uh, uh, Devly is not about the Ace of Spades uh, protecting you In fact it's the only <laughs> card you need is the ace of spades the ace of spades um I, you know i think if you only have the ace of spades you're not going to do very well uh well, except depends, maybe in the game of war maybe like i don't know what that means right like the only card you need is the ace of spades the ace of spades and maybe a nice king or <laughs> you're playing 21 then you gotta, you know, then you beat the house. Then you make some money. The ace of spades with all the cards. With all the cards. <laughs> also. Uh, yeah. Featuring oh. cards not appearing in this film. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I have a choice. I have a, I was supposed to go see the Cybertronic Spree. Okay, I don't know who that is. I'm not cool enough, evidently. Well, yes, you do. You know of them. Uh, me? Yeah, you, George. <laughs> huh, huh? Who? Hey, me? Huh? What? Where? Huh? Who? Hey, me? Hey, who? What? Hey, you call me that? Oh. <laughs> did you? Did you know that mm, before? Probably not. George Foreman was supposed to be, you know, before it became his grill, do you know yeah. whose grill it was supposed to be? I don't, I'm gonna guess Carrot Top. Very close. Very close. It, it's, uh, you're so close. Um, uh, I'll put it like this. He was a real American. What? Fight for your <laughs> rights. Fight for your life. I think those are the lyrics. I don't know. <laughs> It was supposed to be Hulk Hogan. Wow, the the bar ass skin man himself, Hoke Hoke Hogan. That's how you pronounce it, right? Yes, there's oot lots in there. Yeah, Hulk. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) It's me, Hoke Hogan. I am here to. You know, I'm coming after you. I'm gonna come after you like come after George Foreman. Now <laughs> okay. I know he can't see me. 
Still don't want to get punched by him, but I'll, I'll make fun of your grill every day, Foreman. <laughs> yeah. I'm coming for you, Foreman. I'm coming for you, Foreman. I want to be the new spokesman. I'm trying to get that. Sp- I'm trying to get that like flow from pr- progressive money. I just want oh, to yeah. be like. I won't be like I make like a couple million a year doing like insurance commercials. I I'll take a million a year right now for anti-diarrhea medication. Like sure. I'm just like oopsie, looks like I have to go poopsie. And if that's all I'm known for, but I can get that shit unlocked for like 7 8 years, I'm the oopsie poopsie doopsie man any day of the week. <laughs> Uh, I I don't know. I feel you could do better on the old catchphrase. Maybe you like you try to get up. Like all your friends are getting up. You try uh to get up, and you're just like, "Uh, uh, I'll catch up with you guys. (laughs) No, no. I need I need AstraZeneca or Pfizer or whoever makes anti shitting medication to hear me out right now. You write whatever you want me to say. Just get me unlocked for like 10 years, a million, million five. You know, obviously got to fly me out to places and I'll say whatever embarrassing shit you want. That goes for you too. Whoever makes that goddamn George Foreman grill. (laughs) I'll be like, I'll be like, yeah, this totally cut out the fat and make sure you won't dump yourself. What I mean? (laughs) Well, then you, you literally have it on both ends then, because then you have like your, your, with one appliance, you are allegedly causing diarrhea, yeah. and then you're also solving it. Wow, you really you've worked it out. You've got like you're the supplier, and or you you make people sick, and then you cure them. Hear me out. Yeah. One of the infomercials. Uh huh. Anti diarrhea glaze on top of the thing I'm cooking in the John Foreman grill. They, they, wow. Hear me out. Right, I mean, um, it might look like Pepto Bismol. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure I could be like, "It's like these are look, look, this is like cherry chicken. Everyone loves cherry chicken, right?" right? <laughs> That's a combo that goes sure. together, right? Everyone, everyone, I hear people talk about cherry chicken all the time, and you can make it too on the John Foreman grill. No relation. <laughs> it will knock out the fat and your butthole. <laughs> it'll knock it out yeah well, oh yeah. no but then the medicine helps it anyway get me on that shit astrazeneca if you're listening I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> all um, right you have the song right hey pop scares you you just never know what you might see right here every single day is halloween freddy or jason might pop out hit you with the and if you fall asleep then he got you the madness welcome to pop saga this is uh pop scares you pop 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 scares you the horror and the terror beware i'm trying to tell you this is pop scares you let's go Friends, let me introduce myself. The name's Peltzer. Forrest Peltzer. That's me behind the mic there. I'm a podcaster. I have a story to tell. Yeah, I know. Who hasn't got a story? Well, nobody's got a story like this one. 
nobody. It all started here on Pop Saga, where me and my good friend John were going to talk about the movie Alien, and I decided I wanted to talk about Gremlins instead. So the next time your co-host pulls a switcheroo on you at the last minute, turn on all the lights, check your podcatchers, because it might be Pop Saga's month-long Halloween event. Pop scares ya. Anyway, listen to me going on and on. Let's talk about 1984. <laughs> let's talk about 1984's Gremlins. What do you say, John? Yeah, let's talk about it, I guess. <laughs> yep. I can't believe I almost got through the whole dang thing without messing it up, and then I screwed it up right there at the end. Well, you know, it, it happens, and um, I'm happy it did. Yep, um, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, 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 we're gonna, we're gonna talk about Gremlins. So it sounds like, John, you have a, a little bit of a beef with this film. Yeah, 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 I do. Um, I didn't Why? think I did until I watched it today. What? <laughs> have you never seen it before? <laughs> no, no, I've seen it, but it's been... 20 some odd years it's been yeah it's been 20 some odd years since i've seen this movie i didn't realize (laughs) how bad it was until i rewatched it again how did you how could you possibly think this movie is bad oh my god what about it is bad Uh, can i uh, can i counter your question with a question oh boy about it is good uh I don't know. I'll it's wait. funny, and is it's it? got puppets. Is it? Is it? And it's got it's like, gore. It's a little scary. Really? It's no, no, no. We are starting the month of pop scares you, and this movie scared me in ways I did not think it would. In the fact that I was like, <laughs> oh, I thought this movie was good, and I was wrong. Wow, this is a incorrect take. This is this is not, how could you not like Gremlins, ladies and gentlemen of the jury? My hope is that by the end of this podcast, I will prove that Gremlins Two is the superior Gremlins movie. Well, Gremlins Two, uh, okay. First, first off, we're not litigating that. We're not saying what's better, so Gremlins One or Gremlins case. Two. He rests his case. Even Joe Dante says gremlins 2 is his favorite but gremlins 2 is is like an insane fever dream have you watched gremlins 2 recently yes i watch that more often than i watch gremlins with good reason because you like this do you like the sexy uh lady gremlin who doesn't (laughs) they got a broadway number sexy lady gremlin a bat gremlin they got yeah. all the gremlins. In this one, they got they have, Stallone Gizmo. Yeah. He's doing stuff. He looks better. Let me look. I was going to wait till we started talking about this, but Gizmo kind of ugly in this movie. No, yeah. That's definitely a. That is something that has not aged well for me because I have to tell you, when this movie came out, there was nothing I wanted more in this world. Than to have a Mogwai of my very own. Sure. But uh, looking at it now, I'm just like, that would have been terrifying. <laughs> this, yeah. th- this thing is already scary before it turns into a little uh, green gobbo. 
Yeah, and we already heard, well, maybe, I don't know if I'm going to leave it in, how dirty your car is. So I can't mm-hmm. imagine a better <laughs> steward to take care of a Mogwai than yourself. You're definitely not going to yeah. get any water on them. Well, that's true. <laughs> I just want to say for the record, my car is not indicative of my personal hygiene. I am. Uh, I, I take a shower every day. I don't, I don't wash my car because I don't. I, I don't like it. I got it. It was real bad. I don't take care of it. It's not a smart idea. Sure, sure. His car, his undercarriage doesn't get taken care of constantly. We understand these things. Don't lump me in with these other white celebrities that have been coming out of the woodwork saying, don't ever bathe your children. Well, I mean, look, I just... You know, I just remember some questionable comments you made about, you know, I don't think you wash I, every day. Listen, I'm just not saying. I'm just not saying. uh America's favorite Mario, Chris Pratt over here, all right? I I are we was that Dax Shepard? I don't know. All these guys, they're all the same to me. They're all Mario to me. <laughs> well, you're the problem. <laughs> That's why they're casting Chris Pratt as Mario. <laughs> they realized they didn't want to give the role of ten people to one person, the original Mario voice. How, uh, it, how, how do you feel if you're Charles Martinet and there is finally a Mario movie that doesn't star Bob Hoskins, Hoskins and you're not Mario? You've been Mario in everything. Yeah, there's never a point where you've not been Mario, Wario... War Luigi and Luigi. I think he yeah. has the voice for all of them because he sure she she sure as hell does. Yeah, and um, yeah, I don't know how he does not get that role. Yeah, I just and don't in know. the in the presentation he was like, oh, and Charles Martinet will be in it in a cameo, and it's just like, are what what the fuck? Oh, I want to say just up at the top, I don't, I think it's a fine casting that Chris Pratt is Mario. If you if you've seen the Lego movie, you know Chris Pratt is a good like uh, voice actor. So let him be Mario. Who cares? But here's the question I have for you: Will he do an Italian accent, and how problematic will it be? Uh, yes, and very. Like I mean, look, <laughs> I don't have a Yoshi in this race. One way or the other. I mean, I don't. Well played. You know, it is what it is. Jack Black's going to be Bowser. Whatever. Okay. It's it's not like the overall plot to, you know, Mario Brothers is like, like, I'm beholden to it. I love it. It's the most greatest plot ever. You know, it's not, eh, whatever happens between uh, the start and finish. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. I, I, I <laughs> Sure, yeah. You know, like... My my only hope is there's one part where he's hopping up like you know the block of stairs, and he traps a green shell dude, and for like ten minutes he's just jumping up and down collecting a bunch of one ups. That's all I want. <laughs> if that, I'll go see it if that's in there. Do you think they're just like they're not gonna you know they're they're gonna make him just sound like a normal guy? And if so, is he just gonna? Just be like, whoa, this mushroom kingdom is crazy. It's me, Chris Pratt. Or 
Maybe it's Keanu Reeves. No one can tell. I would have been a lot better with it being Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah. That would have been brilliant. Whoa. No way. No way. I'm riding on a dinosaur. Whoa. This flower is giving me fire powers. Whoa, princess. We're here to rescue you. Yeah, I'm for it. I'm for it. I'm for it. You're here for it. I'm here for that. I'm not here for... I could care less about the other one. Literally. And the, the actual <laughs> definition, I could care less, is being applied here. And, um, you, and you're definitely not on board with uh, Gremlins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hard... I could care less for Gremlins. Yes. I said yeah. it. That's a shame. That's a That's a real shame. Yeah, well, uh, look, I'm here for hot takes and hot steaks, and the only thing I got out of this was a hot steak. Jesus, man, you're just, just like, every second of this podcast, you're going to be trying to get that George Foreman. (laughs) You know it, you know it. Talking about hot steaks. Yeah, you know it, I I really, really want that, like, spokesman. Yeah. Yeah, of course, that would be the, the... That's what I, I mean. Want. Like so, you don't see the woman who plays Flo doing any other stuff. She just gets to like do fun comedy cameos now because she's set for life. I mean, she has an ensemble, an ensemble of other insurance getters. Think about that. Soon, yes. I could be. It could be John Foreman Grills all over. That and could then, be you know, you. on the other end of this, that could be me. And then on the other end, I'm selling oopsie doopsie poopsie diarrhea medicine. I'll be I'll be getting that, that I'll one. be getting that money in both ways. I'll be like, yeah, you're here for the John Foreman grill. It makes a steak, I think. <laughs> oopsie and, poopsie. And oopsie poopsie doopsie man. That's the guy. It's like, oops, I went doopsie in my pants. Boom. Making that cheddar. That is what I want. That is I, what I need. Yeah. Like even play I, that I, shit in front of gremlins. I don't care. Put that in the commercials. TNT. John Foreman Grill. Oopsie doopsie diarrhea medicine. Then watch some gremlins. I don't care. That's the When you're being chased by gremlins and you need to get away fast, you don't want your pants full of poop. That's why you you, you take Pfizer's poop vaccine or whatever. I don't know who makes. Yeah, whatever it is, whatever it is, whoever makes Pepto-Bismol, I don't care. Just give me that money. Yeah. If you're listening, because I felt like I did need anti-diarrhea medicine after watching this movie. Uh, oh yeah, not a... All right. Listen, I'm not picking any more movies ever. <laughs> well, I mean, look, like you, you message, you're like, let's do an audible. I'm like, all right, well, which one are we going to remove? And you're like, Alien. And I'm like, Alien? That movie is the shit. Yeah, that movie is really cool. And it's scary. And I'm like, that's what we should talk about. And then you're like, nah, I got a better one. It's an 80s hit. I'm like, okay, well, let's see what he got. And then you wrote Gremlins. And all I could write was sure. Sure. (laughs) No, you just said, you said, okay. And that's like what I, that's what I should have that's the moment I should have known something was amiss. Uh, no, because it was I, just like, it was a resigned okay. It was like, fine. But listen, listen. 
we had I'm not going to give away the the slate of exciting scary movies that we're going to be talking about this October of, in honor of Pop Scares Ya, mm-hmm. uh, our month long horror movie retrospective event. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it, our list is kind of dour. There's a lot of like pretty scary movies that are some of them are kind of fucked up. So. I wanted to add some, like, just like we had, you know how we kicked off last year with Poltergeist, and that's, yeah, like, yeah. got some humor, it's got yeah. that Spielberg sheen to it, Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, uh, it's not too scary, no. um, I wanted to kind of follow in that same vein, yeah. and I thought, what better movie than Gremlins, which is another sort of Spielberg acolyte, Spielberg produced, not too scary uh, Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, that's where I think the the problem was. You 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 went Spielberg again, but you went like Spielberg adjacent, and um, like unlike Poltergeist, where he directed it secretly, um, <laughs> he didn't secretly direct this one. Toby and Hooper, sh- you poor bastard. And it shows. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, no. like, yeah. Now, again, please, I have not watched the movie in, like, 20-some-odd years. Probably even longer. And then, like, you know, so I had no memory. I was like, oh, I remember the one part with the woman on the, you know, like, the chair lift. And a few, you know, key, uh, key scenes, I guess. That's what I kind of remembered. But I I had no basis for the movie. Like I I went gremlin br- blind. I just was like I don't know what is it's about. And I then watched it and I was like, Jesus, that movie's not very good. Uh, but you know you might be able to convince me otherwise. You won't. But <laughs> and again, I'm not here being contrarian for contrarian's sake. I really had some major problems with it. Like to the point where I was watching it. But then I was looking at other things because I was, you know, like, oh, okay. <laughs> no. I was like, oh, can I find Gremlins 2 and just watch that in parallel? And, well, uh, listen, I mean, obviously, uh, obviously Aliens is the better film. No one's arguing that this is somehow a better choice, necessarily. Uh, but Aliens is very scary and dark and not really fun at all. Yeah. Or sorry, Alien. Yeah. It's it's fun in its own right. Ch- chest busters and uh, you know, um, never want yeah. to eat dinner around people and androids. Sure, and, sure um, yeah. You know, um, cool shit and you know, visually being. Really neat to watch, and an effect that looks really good. Um, all things that weren't really in this, um, but oh come on, the puppets in this movie are incredible. And this no, movie, I mean, n- Gremlins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 We'll we'll, we'll get all into it. We'll get into it. <laughs> okay. All right. Did you know, John, that at one point. They were considering dressing up monkeys in uh, gremlin attire and having them run around. Yes. Before they decided to go with puppets. Yes, I did. And that one would have made for a better movie. <laughs> okay, listen. Except for I the can part understand. where... The... Go ahead, go ahead. 
Except for the part where the monkey saw the gremlin mask and started screaming and going nuts, and that's why they couldn't do it. <laughs> so, like, think about that. They saw how hideous these things were, and were like, no, I'm a monkey, but I got standards. Are you sure? And then somewhere along the line, someone was like, hey, we'll make, like, these little animatronic uh, gremlins, and they cost, like, 30000 40000 a piece. And I'm like, someone's walking around with about $39,000 in their pocket. No, no. Okay, you can't possibly argue that this movie, for the time even, does not have very cool animatronics. Because there are some moves that these gremlins pull off that are very cool and uh, smooth. Oh, the jazzercise one? Okay, that was funny. Okay, or the uh, or the the noir one, or the other one holding the puppets with the thing. Yeah, <laughs> I love yeah. that part. Yeah, oh, I yeah. love that part. Yeah, the the oh oh, you let me know when you're ready to get into this. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, I mean we're we're, we're already we're already into it. into it. Yeah. Okay. So, well, before we uh, begin, let me just give a little business up top. Uh, this movie w- came out in 1984. It's uh, directed by Joe Dante, written by uh, Chris Columbus. It was based on a screenplay, a spec script that Chris Columbus wrote uh, that was much more gory and bloody. Um, and Steven Spielberg read it, and he loved it, and so he purchased it. And uh, originally, uh, Tim Burton was going to be the director. Um after Spielberg saw Frankenweenie, he thought maybe he would be a good choice, but decided on veteran director Joe Dante in- instead. It uh, it stars Hoyt Axton and uh, just a cavalcade of people of like who's who uh, around that time. Like uh, I don't know how uh, Key Luke. How do you pronounce that person, that guy's name? Oh, I'm, good I luck. butchered I have no it so idea. bad. Uh, so sorry I'm not even to try. He's, <laughs> he's the Kaya. grandfather in the shop. Yeah. Yes, he he's a he's a real that guy character actor. Um, Corey Feldman is in this in a very minor role. Uh, Phoebe Cates, of course, the uh, awesome Phoebe Cates. Zach Gilligan as Billy. Um, and what's nuts? is the voice cast for the Gremlins. Like, yeah. every single uh, voice actor is in this movie. Frank Welker as Stripe. Oh, Stri- Stripe, the main Gremlin, of course. But then we got uh, Michael Winslow as a Gremlin. Mm-hmm. We got Peter Cullen as a Gremlin. Uh, we got uh, Mike Sheehan as a Gremlin. Uh, and of course... Howie Mandel as Gizmo, which is something that I did not know until I looked up and did like a nominal amount of research for this movie. And of course, the star of the show, Mushroom the Dog, as Barney the Dog. I agree. I think he's the best part. Um, (laughs) Well, you would. You also forgot Judge Reinhold. Yeah, Judge Reinhold plays an asshole who is just in it a little bit. It's like a Fast uh, fast Times reunion, kind of. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah a, a little kind bit. of a star-studded cast. Yeah, kind. I mean, like, I looked up a article f- that was written at the time about this movie, and it was like, <laughs> the article was entitled, Hoyt Axton Shines in Gremlins. <laughs> so he was the, Hoyt Axton was the uh, the draw uh, as far as a, uh, you know, uh, name above the title um in in this movie here's a here's another fun bit of trivia zach gilligan beat out uh uh judd judge reinhold <laughs> no, judge judd nelson judd nelson uh and oh the other name is escaping me but it was another big name at the time uh who was going to play billy but good old zach gilligan <laughs> household name zach gilligan uh uh, yeah. got it instead. Yeah, he he he's uh, done things. <laughs> hey, well, uh, you know, Phoebe Cates is a really great part of this movie, and it she wouldn't have been in it because of her famous scene from uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, uh, unless uh, you know her and uh. uh the guy who plays Billy, I already forgot what his name is. Zach Gilligan. Zach Gilligan, yes. Oh, I literally scrolled away from his name, and I couldn't, I couldn't replicate it. But yeah, they had great chemistry in the casting process, and it's one of the reasons that she is in this movie. And let me just say a retroactive shame on you, producers, you bunch of prudes. It's the female body. Relax. That'll tell them. Yep, I feel like I've fixed it. Yeah, I think you did. <laughs> I think I've done it. If, if I ever see this movie again, I'll be like, "There was a problem." Force fix that shit. Yep, yeah, he put them in sure. their place. Yeah, it doesn't sound like you'll ever watch this movie again. Probably not. Probably not. I'm 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 a lock for two. I'm a yeah. lock for two. Like, sure. everyone's like, hey, you want to watch Gremlins 2? I'll be like, the new batch? Turn that shit on. But if someone's like, no, the original, I'm like, mm, I'm going to pass. I'm going <laughs> to go somewhere else. I'm going to watch some YouTube, do some meditation, um, cook on my sure, yeah. and grill. You know, do things. <laughs> I, got, I got errands to run. Like pretty much don't if you don't. I gotta buy steaks for my John Foreman grill. Exactly. If you don't want John coming to your house, just put Gremlins on the TV. This is good garlic. (laughs) Yeah, we know. We know. uh, (laughs) Gizmo's hideous. I must leave. We know if you put on uh, the X Men, the animated series, or Gremlins one, John is not coming over. Yeah, anytime I hear I'm running the opposite direction because I know bad times to be had. <laughs> That's three in a row. We're, we're bashing yeah. the shit out of this one. Yeah. Yep. No, yeah. no. You are bashing the shit out of this uh, one. Don't this be trying movie. to take it back. Don't try to take that back. Anyway. Oh, wait, no, wait. Uh, no, no, sorry. I, I was referring only to, to Gremlins. I oh, can't. Yeah, 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 it's, no, it's on no, wax. No. The, the yeah, X Men. Yeah, yeah. My X-Men disdain is on wax. And uh, looking at the numbers, I think we lost a few people. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. 
Yeah. I mean, it's not like we had enough people to, to, uh, that losing, well, actually, <laughs> our audience is so small that if we lost five people, like, 50% of our audience is gone. Well, look, once I start selling them grills and diarrhea medicine, I'll it's have all to watch up. what I say, but it's all upwards from here. <laughs> Like I'll have to be, I'll have to apologize. I'll have to send some tweets out. Be like, sure, yeah. Apologize for my thoughts on episode three, X Men, Gremlins, and probably any other lifelong thing that most people loved. Where I'm just kind of like, mm, that's kind of bullshit. Maybe the. Uh, go ahead. Hold on, Batman's having a ship fit. Well, he's a big Gremlins fan. Oh, he is. He is. He looks like one. Because he does kind of have those ears, huh? Yeah, he's got the he's got that. He well, his thing though is he does like taking baths. So there you go. Well, yeah, so do gremlins because they can multiply. Yeah, so stupid. Oh, okay, all right. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, you like uh, gremlins too, but you don't like the conceit of the gremlin. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess I have to. <laughs> yeah, you have to. But, like, I don't like the rules. I think the rules are stupid. Oh, the rules are ill-defined and funny, right? Because they can't eat after min- midnight? What time zone? Uh, and then when can they start eating again? Technically, any time is after midnight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, also, like, you know, they can't get wet, but they can drink liquids. Sure, yeah. Well, like, it, it definitely there is a sort of, uh, there there must be, like, a level of wetness they have to hit. Because at the end of this movie, when Spike is on that fountain, there's just water spraying all over him, and nothing is happening until he sticks his finger in the top of the fountain, and then the, the real body horror par- starts. That's something that... It grossed me out as a kid and grosses me out to this day because so when the the weird balls start pulsating on their back and 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 flying off like that is true tryptophobia body horror shit right there because imagine gizmo without fur just a naked as the day he was born gizmo and then, what does that look like? What does that look like? Are there just, like, orifices that the iris open and fleshy balls jettison out? What is happening back there? It's yeah. covered in fur, so we don't, we yeah. don't have to suffer through that. And they don't really show it when it happens to Spike, but oh my god! Or not Spike, Stripe, sorry. But oh my god interchangeable bad guy name here as long as it starts mm. with an s you know you, you can sure. call them hot you know well, i guess hawk doesn't start with an s but you know yep. whatever <laughs> as long as it starts with an s you can call him hawk yeah yeah as, as long as it starts with a letter you can call him that there you go yeah I, well, it could I be called sock yeah. <laughs> yeah, give me give me flash dance um jazzercise one again yeah Fit. Yeah, that's gross, but not yeah. like, yeah, yeah. like it's disgusting. It 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 is probably the worst part. 
of the movie. Like, it's this is all Corey Feldman's fault. Um, <laughs> oh, right? well, yeah. I mean, it everything is set in motion uh, by Corey Feldman, yeah. and it's. I do like the fact that he is dressed up as a Christmas tree. We're in, he's like helping out at the Christmas tree lot, and then he delivers the Christmas tree to the Peltzers in his Christmas tree outfit. And I was wondering, did he drag that Christmas tree all the way from the lot to the Peltzers' house? Well, yeah, probably, but they're. Their their neighborhood is the size of the town square in um, Back to the Future, so we're good. Yeah, it's right. the size like, of the town square in Back to the Future because it is the town square from Back to the Future. Yeah, so it's just probably across the street, you know. Like, oh, there's the lot. I gotta go about, you know. Their house is right next to the bank, I think. Uh, I have a good sense of scale, but... <laughs> but I blame Corey Feldman. Um... I blame Billy because he was not like when when you think if you were told these rules you'd be like I better not do them. You know like my dad my my absentee father who isn't really here cuz he's he's hucking my these designs um gave me these strict rules and I better follow them. I shouldn't get it wet so I probably shouldn't put them near water. Well I think anybody who is a parent who has a kid who begs for a dog and the kid says, I will. Yes, of course, he had a dog. What I'm saying is if the if your kid is begging for a dog, the excuse they always say is like, listen, I will walk this dog every time it needs to be walked. I will feed it. I will clean up after it. Just give me that dog. I promise I will take take care of it. Sure. The minute the dog is part of the family. All of that is forgotten. <laughs> sure, but Billy has a job Suddenly, at the bank. Yeah, yeah. He's, well, I mean, he's, he's not going adult. to college. Yeah, but he's a uh, because you know, getting a being a bank teller, starting as a bank teller, is one of those careers that you don't need a college degree, and you can make a career out of it. You can sure. I'm not rise up through the ranks, and yeah. uh, so that's you know that's his choice. It yeah, seems not, pretty obvious. He's he's not he's not a Harvard man. Yeah, I'm not knocking his job. I'm just saying he's an adult. So at like sure, what point yeah. do you stop giving your adult children uh mysterious animals from underground uh shops in China? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh uh Chinatown USA, not undefined Chinatown. Yeah. It like- could some city Chinatown. Like, uh, yeah. Oh, th- when this movie started and I saw that, I was like, ooh. Oh, this is what we're doing, huh? <laughs> we're, we're doing this already, huh? Well, even, even Big Trouble on. in Little China was not this bad. Both both moody movies are guilty of exoticizing a different culture for their own means. Yeah, sure, 100%, but this one, way worse. <laughs> Why? Uh, oh, I don't know. The Sailors. The, uh... The Sailors? Oh, you weren't paying attention? I mean, I was watching the movie. Yeah, go watch this Go watch this scene again. When you see the Sailors with the women walking down the street, and tell me what that's supposed to intimate. Ooh. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fact that, you know, uh, Billy's father used the word, like, you had to fight dragon's breath? Come on. Well, Come on. I mean, Come that, on, Hoyt. that part is... Come on, Hoyt. Uh, that part's problematic, because he... He is he said he's saying dragon's breath, and then he looks down and sees a statue of a dragon. A gong plays in the background, and then he's like, "Uh, bad breath," as if to as if the phrase "dragon's breath," which I assume was generated just because dragons breathe fire. Sure. Uh, sure as if I'm- mentioning a dragon. In that in that context, would offend someone. He he's he's like, I mean, a bad breath, and, and then they have to punctuate it with the sound of a gong, which yeah, is, look, is not good. Look, I'm just saying this movie started off wrong, and then it just kept getting wronger. Is that a word? Wronger? Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, it TM. might as well be. TM wronger. Yep. TM. The wronger grill coming. <laughs> No, no, that's still the John Foreman. Don't, don't. Okay. Yeah, so you're going to steal George's last name? My last name's not good enough to put on a grill. I mean, I'm not going to mention your last name, but I think it is. I think it might be the best thing to put on at anything. Well, I don't want anything that might start a fire. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that damn beep. that's a good idea might as well stick with the foreman yeah you know like that damn john foreman you know george foreman's kid whatever i don't care whatever let people think what they will exactly just it's fine you know the last thing i see them is be like that fucking grill burnt my house (laughs) i don't need that well, uh, this first scene starts one of my favorite f- through lines of the film, and that is uh, the dad character. Um, he is a an inventor, uh, and all of his inventions are bad, and they t- they establish that right up top with his bathroom buddy invention, which uh, while he's demoing it for the owner of this uh, basement curio shop. It squirts toothpaste all over himself. <laughs> and he's like, this is fine, this is great. Uh, he, you know, he's a real professional uh, consummate sale- salesman about the whole thing. But uh, I did admire their family structure because they are all fairly happy. They all love each other, which is, first of all, is like, whoa, that's that's crazy. And then uh, they support him, even though he is a colossal screw-up. All of his inventions suck. They are all forced to use his, his inventions, and they always just fuck up the house. Uh... And, uh... I, I I just like that that <laughs> actually one of the not to skip ahead, but one of my favorite parts of this movie are so the uh, the dad character comes home delivers the mogwai and and immediately leaves because he has to keep like hawking these terrible inventions on people and basically making their lives worse uh, every time he sells it to somebody, um, but he goes to a 
like an invention convention. And at the invention convention, there is just a bunch of hero props from different sci-fi movies of the, the 50s, including uh, the prop from the H.G. Wells uh, Time Machine movie. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to his wife on the phone. There's a guy sitting in the time machine in the background. It cuts to uh, it cuts to Hoyt Axton's wife, Lynn. Um, uh, what's their last name? I had it in my intro and I can't it's even Peltzer, remember it. Right, Peltzer. Yes, Lynn Peltzer. It cuts to her. It cuts back to Hoyt, and there's just a scorch mark on the ground where the time machine was. <laughs> People are looking around to see what happened to it, and it's like, oh shit, the thing works. Or it explodes? I'm hoping it exploded. <laughs> he's like, because uh, he's like, oh, wow, the uh, competition is a little more advanced than I was expecting. Another time when he's calling people from that same convention, the robot from Lost in Space <laughs> or Forbidden Planet or something mm-hmm. is in the other phone booth using the same... Uh, telephone contraption as as a a person that was there before that's that's some weird funny stuff i guess you could see the the wackiness that would be uh the new batch sort of creeping in in those moments but i thought i thought those were legitimately funny they were they were like uh, uh airplane almost this is probably one of the better moments of the film yeah sure uh i i just you know i question you know randall pelters um choice to just keep making more and more inventions instead of kind of fixing one <laughs> yeah. well like I mean, like, like lynn says they they always work great for like the first two weeks and he's never around long enough to see them break Oh, that's uh, that's uh, that's why he leaves probably. It's so dark on the road. He's like, I can't, I, I can't be around. I can't see my failures. I can't be constantly, uh, f- you know, come face to face with these failures. Like the the egg cracker that just doesn't work, and then every time it cracks an egg, it makes a chicken sound. That's that or, is a nightmare. Or that giant orange orange juicer peeler <laughs> thing. That's like Cyclopean Nightmare. <laughs> That's like thing from Beyond the Stars. It's like terrifying looking. It's just like weird yeah. and oddly shaped to behold. And I love how uh, when uh, when Billy starts to use it, it he seems like he's. <laughs> He's so pleased that if something finally works until it just sprays pulp everywhere. Yeah, the damn thing exploded. <laughs> that part is also super funny because you can see on his face that the actor knows that it's about to happen and then it explodes and sprays orange juice everywhere and they just stay on him for a good, like, ten count while it's just spraying. I laughed out loud. I'm glad one of us did. <laughs> the uh, the coffee maker. Oh yeah, that's probably just... my that was probably my funny my favorite little gag. 
Yeah, it just, it just starts like it starts okay and then it just starts dripping viscous sludge yeah and then just him being like uh, she's like i don't think we can drink this and he's like you don't think so as he's just stirring it i'm like that's okay all right, so you realize what you're doing is fucked up, right? You're you're abandoning yeah. your family for he's all these in, crazy fucking adventures. He's in complete denial. Yeah, just buy one Mr. Coffee. Like, buy one thing that works. Versus, like, that, that travel buddy. Like, it seems like a good idea until someone pulls out a brick. And you're like, how do I use any of this? <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's one of those inventions, quote-unquote, that, like, you, just by looking at it, you can say, like, I would never take this with me anywhere. It's, like, I don't need all of this crap, and it's humongous. And it also sprays toothpaste all over your face at the drop of a hat. Yeah, that seems like the last, the last straw right there. You're like, okay, it's kind of big, kind of bulky. Oh, it's spraying me with toothpaste. An inordinate amount of toothpaste. Like, But to be fair, the length of time he leaves the house, he probably needs a lot of toothpaste. That's true. That guy sucks. I mean, he's this bad dad. One of the other gags I love, uh, the running gags in this movie, is the swords they have on the wall. That every time you close the door, (laughs) they fall. And I love the way they show, like, Billy comes home, he closes the door, the the sword falls down, he puts it carefully back on the wall. And then the way they sort of show you that this has got constant problem is they just cut after after the dad comes home. They just cut to him putting it back. Like, this is something you just have to do every time you come back into the house. Yeah, I enjoyed that. It was a, it was a good way to show that that keeps happening. And at the same time, like, just invent a sword keeper. <laughs> yeah, invent something that is uh, useful. But... <laughs> or buy a hook. Like, yeah, <laughs> or do anything but it is interesting how like the i don't know if i i don't know what parent would find this weird creature and bring it home to their kid i realize that maybe part of it is because he is an absentee father and he just feels guilty and he wants to bring it home like a real blockbuster uh gift for his son but at the same time, like, I mean, you don't, like, you don't go out and buy a chinchilla, you know, unless you are ready to, like, how much just does chinchilla feed costs? Like, how much care do you have to do to take care of a chinchilla? Like, if you have a weird, like, animal that you have never heard of that is bipedal and sings, like, do you just bring that home? You don't know. It's like, I guess this guy's whole deal is he's not making super good decisions, but... No, I mean, he dropped like $200 on, you know, on this Mogwai, when he probably needs that 200 bucks. Yeah. And I mean, look, the, the, you know, the grandfather, the owner of the shop, did not want to sell it to him. And he was right. The little kid sold it behind his back. Yep. 
He's like, my grandpa's crazy. Meet me out in the alley in a couple minutes. Yeah, here's some rules, and I'm glad at least he listened to the rules. It, I think this movie could have started off even zanier if he just would have been like, yeah, here he is, uh, yeah, good luck. And then he just yeah. leaves the house without being like, oh, there are some rules you need to follow, Billy, that you're going to break almost immediately. And then you're going to kind of torture Gizmo in trying to figure out exactly what this is. And then you're going to kind of use him to possibly become profitable. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, once they, f- like, once he has five Mogwai, all of a sudden, he takes it to, like, the biology teacher uh, at his old high school, and he just gives him one, and that guy drops water on it, and they make more. It's like, dude, this is, like, an invasive species. What are you doing? I mean, you hear him screaming the first time. I would never put water on him again. Like, never. No. You hear him scream this horrendous scream. Like, like he is in pain that you're doing this. And like, yeah, go ahead. Just put a little drop of water on him. It's all right. It's like, no, stop. Like, this is a living thing. And to your point, it sings. And it sings pretty well on key. You know? like yeah, it, it corrected him. Uh, when he was playing a little Casio in front of it to sort of match its song, it was like, no, it's this note. Boo! G, motherfucker, G, learn it. You know, yeah, he's obviously has signs of intelligence, though he's hideous. Um, (laughs) Yeah, well, he's not a... It's a weird looking. Uh, I'm just creature. happy. I'm just happy he got a facelift in that second movie because that second movie he's cute as shit. But this one, I'm like, holy Moses, Gizmo, Gizmo's kind of, kind of ugly. Yeah, they do. I imagine some of that must have been due to the animatronic because they can make some pretty convincing, like scared faces anyway with it. Yeah, th- this thing, yeah, all sort of joking aside uh, from me, as as far as, like, the animatronics and the puppetry in this, like, it's insane what they accomplish, for sure. I'm, I, I, I won't really knock that. And the faces he can make, the scared, the happy, the whatever, it's, it's pretty nuts, like, what they're able to get there. It's just so sad that it has to be on such a... Uh oh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. It's, I mean, like, it definitely was not as cute as I remember. But, I mean, just look at the part where Gizmo's kind of sick and Phoebe Cates gives him a little thermometer and uh, the way that they kind of, the mouth sort of curves around to make it look like he's uh, putting the thermometer in his cheek was like legitimately impressive i was like do they make a special like mouthpiece just for this scene the the vfx of this movie are for the time anyway they are crazy just think about when stripe uh is exposed to sunlight at last and oh yeah that's that's nasty yeah it's it's super like the different because they must have had like three or four different versions of that puppet in different states of melting and each one is like horrifying disgusting and like supremely detailed 
Oh yeah, no, I'll give you that. That's gross. That, that was that that's gross when he's just a little like <laughs> you're just like Ugh, that that's gonna leave, that smells. Like when you see yeah. something like that and you yeah. go, like, Oh that stinks. Yeah, that must stink. That's gotta be that's gotta be horrendous. These things you can't already bathe them. And um you know, all the gremlins were on a bender. Yeah. Um, you know this like, this movie takes a crazy amount of time to get going. Like it the build up to the eventual reveal takes I didn't time it, but it feels like it's like forty five, you know, fifty minutes long. You feel like, like you see the gremlins for three minutes and the rest of the movie yeah. is <laughs> nothing but them getting there. Yeah, it it it's weird that because they they show it's a wonderful life. Like, they show Lynn watching It's a Wonderful Life while she's cutting onions, and <laughs> she's like, and Billy's like, uh, hey, what's wrong, Mom? She's like, it's a sad movie, but she has a giant pile of onions she's cutting. Um, but it's interesting how the first half of the movie feels like It's a Wonderful Life uh, in tone. It's like about this small town where a lot of people are sort of desperate and they are out of work and the bank is going to take their house away from them. There's several people who are in this situation. And then that is sort of, uh, contrasted by the, the old misers in town, which are, um, you know, they're, they're just these, horrible rich people that are um trying to you know co constantly complaining about the other people in town just like a a town full of karens rich karens versus the uh the poor and huddled uh masses but it, it is like that for a really long time before we get into the the zany murder it it does kind of ramble a little bit and to your point it is like it's a wonderful life except that like i didn't i was expecting to hear that from like the peltzer family you know like their house was up for foreclosure or something almost felt like it was going there but if it was i don't remember hearing anything about it yeah that is interesting they have like it definitely seems like it's building up to this this sort of sad situation where the Peltzers are going to lose their home because their dad is a failed in inventor who can't like sell anything and they they set up the subplot with like the the bank and they you know at one point Judge Reinhold sells to says to Billy you know you're supporting your entire family basically he is is the the breadwinner in in their family situation it's probably why he still lives at home as well. Um, and they have that whole subplot about trying to save the uh, the dive bar that Phoebe Cates works at. Uh, but they kind of abandon that halfway through. It feels like that's going to pay off somehow. But I guess it's all just to make you hate uh, Mrs. Deagle even more. So her sort of hilarious death is like, there's no no sympathy there. Yeah, I mean, anyone who's threatening to murder a person's dog because they smash your snowman or something like that, and just, like, do it in broad daylight? It, it, I was like, who, the, who, who are you? 
What do you do? Just because you're rich means you can cut in line and deposit your check ahead of other people and no one else isn't talking shit? What type of town is this? <laughs> well, it's Kingston's Falls. I mean, Mill Valley. I mean, Kingston Falls. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, yeah, I had no sympathy for uh, Mrs. Deagle. And it, to kind of go back to your plot point, yeah, I think they just kind of forgot that whole subplot because they knew it was not going to matter. Yeah, like it has that. a Goonies vibe at the start, almost, with, like, the the bank foreclosing on all these, like, your hero characters. Uh, I guess. I mean, can you talk, or can you call the, uh, the drunken snowplow driver a hero character? I mean, certainly... His death is pretty funny when he's like, <laughs> this his the gremlins hijack his snowplow. They run it through his living room, and he is just there, frozen in the headlights, being like, "Gremlins are real." He said, "My cab." That's a gremlin in my cab, and then he's <laughs> run over by his snowplow. Worst part is, doesn't he? Isn't he in the second movie? Is he? Well, yeah. the second movie doesn't really honor the continuity of this first one. The second movie is just, might as well exist in its own universe. Yeah, yeah. I think it does. Isn't it like, dude, the, the grandfather's house burns down because of that smokeless ashtray? And that's, <laughs> the shop burns down. I think that's partly the reason why, you know. But I, 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 think, I think Mr. Futterman... Uh, I think he lived. Uh, yeah? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with continuity, you know. Steep sure. Cuts, steep cuts. But, um, I mean, he definitely had a... He definitely a little questionable. He bashed a lot of things. Yep. I think the thing that this movie is maybe most famous for is the Phoebe Cates monologue about what happened to her on Christmas. Cause there's a whole sort of subplot with she hates Christmas and no one can figure out quite why. And she's very bitter about it. She's like, uh, you know, you, you'd say I hate flag day and no one bats an eyelash, but hey, you say I hate you, Christmas. You, and then did you say you hate flag day? I don't hate Flag Day. I was saying that as an, an example. Oh man! Oh, you got you got my ire up for a second. Okay, Ooh, sorry. I was, I was about to. We were about to fight. <laughs> we were about to fight. Hey, hey, hey! Well, hey, hey, hey! Flag Day's fine by me. I'm talking about the fictional character Phoebe Cates played. Okay, okay, okay. I apologize. I apologize. Sorry, though. Sorry <laughs> Whose name was Kate, by the way? But. That's not very memorable, so anyway, we'll just call her Phoebe Cates. Playing Kate. Not very Kate Kate there, Kate. but what no Kate no, Kate, Kate makes a Yeah, no, that doesn't work. Um Yeah, this this uh I enjoy this monologue. It cause it is it's it's extremely sad. It is so fucked up. It's the most fucked up monologue. I have heard in, uh, there's nothing anybody says in Alien that is as fucked up as this monologue. No, no, it's pretty, like, it would be really horrendous, and it, you could easily see why it would mark 
a holiday as um as something to the loathe coming around every year for sure yeah and she delivers it wonderfully um major props for this monologue though i remember hearing they wanted to cut it out it was a lot of the executives were like, "Yeah, this is this is weird. It's sad. You should remove it." And they're like, "No, we're gonna keep it in there because it does add a layer of depth to like Phoebe Kate's character um, that otherwise feels kind of like, oh, she's there, but you know, not not a whole not a whole lot there. You know, obviously she's helpful around the town." Billy and Kate kind of have a thing, but, you know, they haven't, like, uh, said anything to each other until a little bit later, so having, like, this uh, back history does, you know, it does help a little bit. Um, yeah, it's it's memorable, memorable because it is so weird and out of place and horrifying. I mean, if you haven't seen the movie, uh, she talks about how they thought she thought her dad left the family without telling anybody he just disappeared and uh it started to stink around the house and so they had someone come over and see if the raccoon had died in their chimney and instead of pulling out a raccoon they pulled out their dad who had dressed up as santa and decided to uh fill his fill his arms full of gifts and shimmy down the chimney only to become trapped and die in the walls of their house. Uh, which is terrifying. Probably scarier than anything in the film. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Easily. I mean, it, it is uh, it is heinous. And that, that's like a hell of a way to go. Um, yeah, no, no. It, 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 <laughs> to your point, it is very much out of left field with a movie that's already gone out of left field like the, the whole scene with her in the bar just <laughs> giving yeah, the she's, up. she's serving the gremlins yeah and i'm just kind of <laughs> like what are you doing like the, uh, leave what are you doing the uh, the fact that they don't hurt her they're just like uh we're here for a drink uh it is <laughs> funny how the gremlins they immediately, despite being born mere minutes before, they're able to sort of suss out how to use modern technology to play little tricks and, you know, lure people here and there and, and generally be kind of spooky. Yeah, well, I think it's in the gremlin-like nature. Right. right. They have some sort of affinity with electronics, and so they're able to sort of figure it out. Uh you know, or, not to I the mean, extent as a, of a new batch, which we're talking about a, a gremlin who literally is a lightning bolt, but um, you know, still hey. pretty uh, pretty good acumen. Yeah, they're not all winners. I'll be fair. Lightning bolt one <laughs> that can get trapped in a telephone. Okay, a little questionable. A little questionable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, they take a lot of they take a lot of shots in that movie. Yeah, you know, but like. Gremlin mixed with spider DNA makes for scary gremlin. Ooh, hated that one as a kid. Ooh, right, really terrifying. scary, terrifying. This one, yeah. You know, I uh, a little aside. Mm. I I watched Gremlins two 
with my uh, siblings um, in Costa Rica, in San Jose, Costa Rica. And at the time, whenever we would go see movies, maybe like... Fifty uh, percent of the time, the uh, the film would burn for real. Uh, oh, seriously! During the movie, <laughs> so when I was watching Gremlins two, I literally the that part where they fake burn the 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 film, uh, I I literally got up and started to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was real. Darn it! It's happening again. Ah, boy. Well, I really wanted to see Gremlins 2. Anyway, bye. No, it was part of the movie. Yeah, did the siren song of Hulk Hogan uh, call you back? Yeah, brother, we're yeah. here to watch a film. Like, right, <laughs> exactly. Right. Put it back on, Gremlins. <laughs> yes, exactly. This is uh, uh, exactly what happened. But uh, I digress. This uh, we're not talking about Gremlins two, although I it wish. sounds like we should. <laughs> I wish, I wish we would have just jumped to two, and I'd have been like, "All right, this isn't scary, but this movie is zany. Let's go, let's yeah. go." This one, well, is... it's definitely zany. Yeah, this one, it's scary, but not like ooh scary. More like cringe scary. There you go. That's crazy. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, John, as we do traditionally, uh, do you have a favorite kill in this our first pop scares yeah movie? Um I'm going yes, I do. I'm assuming he dies. It's when Santa is crawling on the ground and he's being attacked <laughs> by the <laughs> I love that part because yeah. the uh, police who are watching him are just like, uh, "Hey, that's so and so. He plays Santa every year." And the other guy's like, "What is he doing now?" <laughs> it's it's so. I mean, the fact that like the sheriff and the deputy are loaded, they don't believe anybody. They're cruising around, and then just to see this Santa Claus crawling on the ground, this person dressed as Santa Claus, just getting murdered by these gremlins. That's probably my favorite one. Um, yeah, that's my favorite. How about yourself? I am going to have to go for Miss Deagle. Yeah, it's uh, okay. That's... Uh, I, they build her up for so long in the movie, just being just a jerk to everybody mm -hmm. and to animals and just like a despicable character. So when... To the point where once the uh, gremlins descend upon her, she believes at first that it's Christmas carolers, and she goes outside with a bucket of water in freezing temperatures, intent on splashing singing children with water to make them go away. And uh, instead, you know, sees a chorus of gremlins... All, still doing the caroling. They picked that up somehow. And then, like, her fear seems genuine. Like, you gotta give it up uh, to that actor. Uh, Polly Holiday really uh, sold the crap out of that moment. 
and uh, she seems genuinely terrified. She gets in her little, uh, her electric seat that takes her up the stairs so she doesn't have to walk. And the gremlins have have messed with the wires and they've overloaded it. And uh, she goes flying. It, it, it goes super fast and she goes flying out her fancy stained glass window, landing in the snow with her feet sticking up like the Wicked Witch of the West. And uh, just a hilarious and fun end to a truly despicable character. So my kill of the movie has to go to Mist Eagle. A good choice. An excellent choice. So I'd give a, a runner-up to. I was gonna say I'd give a runner-up to a, what, a stripe. His death is pretty. Cool. Sure, yeah, that's 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 pretty terrifying, and the fact that stripe discovers how to use a gun at the very end of the movie, you kind of feel like, wow, if he had been uh, allowed to reproduce and then we just have a bunch of gremlins with guns running around, then, <laughs> then the, the stakes definitely are are raised. Um, but, uh, well, that's good. So I'm guessing, John, that you're not recommending people watch this when they are, uh, when they're looking for spooky movies during the month of October. Uh, you are correct, sir. If, you're, <laughs> if you want something scary, watch anything else. If yep. you if you want to see the most terrifying version of Gizmo. And you just want to throw all reasoning aside, then I guess go ahead, go nuts. Um, <laughs> watch this one; it'll it it it's something. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I can't be like this is this is a a month, you know, like October. You're look you're looking for something scary. I can't see me going like check out Gremlins. Yeah, well, much like Die Hard, Gremlins is a stealth Christmas movie, uh, which kind of makes it inappropriate for the Halloween season to begin with. But I am going to go the opposite on this one. If it wasn't obvious already, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was funny. thought the effects are cool. I like any practical puppets you can throw at me. I'll take them. Um, and, uh, I love the gremlins. I thought a lot of their gags are funny and, uh, a lot of the, the jump scares actually worked on me pretty well. So I did find it spooky. It's a little, there are themes in it that are, would be, I don't know. I would be careful showing it to a kid, even though it has a definitely like a younger feel to it, but uh i don't know it, it yeah the, the there are moments in it that i think would be a little too much for uh, a real youngin uh but if you're looking for that puppet nostalgia uh i, I uh, i'm into it and um gremlins 2 the new batch is also cool i like it too but it is definitely not it's no longer a horror movie at that point it's definitely uh there's not even trying to be really it's just like a, a warner brothers cartoon with with deadly stakes 
Yeah, not like the dead, not like the steaks you'll get on the John Foreman grill. <laughs> those, those have the fat knocked out. And uh, yeah, no, we uh, we grill the fat out through fat troughs. We're still working out the new copy, but we're getting there. <laughs> yeah, well, fat I mean, slides? Eh. uh, fat holders. I don't know. Yeah, how about? Fat ramp, framp, <laughs> framp, <laughs> framps. The the John Foreman Grill has patented framps, which will take your fat on a fun ride to the fat trough. Oh, yeah. it's like a fat water slide. I love it. <laughs> Fantastic. Ow! Oh, oh, no. no. I mean, this I'll sell it. Groper, this grosser than stripe. Yeah, melting in the fountain. <laughs> oh god, that is grosser. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. Well, I think that's gonna do it for us this week. Uh, thank you for joining us for the start of Pop Scares Ya, our month-long um, delve into. The spooky, scary movies of our youth. So, if you're out there and you're thinking, well, this episode with two people disagreeing with each other about gremlins (laughs) is something that I am super into, and you've gone through our entire backlog and you think, I want something else. Well, then check out our other podcast, Dear Skeletor. It's about the recent Netflix he-Man based series called Masters of the Universe Revelations and I like it. I think it's good. I'm proud of it. And uh, if you like any of those themes, I think you'll like it too. If you love our theme song, our brand new for this year, Pop Scares You theme song, then I encourage you to go out, check our show notes and check out Burton M6 he will make an incredible piece of music for you and like you you just have to give him a couple prompts and he comes up with gold every time i play these theme songs around anybody i know and they're like how did you find this guy <laughs> he needs to ditch you guys and take that rocket ship to eternal validation that he so deserves uh but incredible stuff thank you again to burton m6 and please check him out if you are looking for something similar if you would like to support the ongoing production of this gremlins hating podcast or just like maybe 50 percent gremlins hating then you can check out our <laughs> you could check out our show notes uh we have a link to our merch store lots of fun stuff up there and every single cent that you invest into that merch goes directly back into the production of this podcast so we thank you very much for the people who have and if you don't have that little extra scratch to rub those two nickels to rub together then i would say please go tell a friend or turn someone else on to the podcast word of mouth is just as valuable if not more uh, to our little endeavor. So, for this spooky month of October, 
Regardless of our subject matter, we still hope that you're feeling happy, that you're feeling healthy, if not a little spooky, and we'll see you next week. Remember, folks, Forrest and I pretty much adhere to the Mongrai rules, uh, but you can feed us after midnight. <laughs> yeah, but good stuff. <laughs> You just never know what you might see right here. Every single day is Halloween. Freddy or Jason might pop out. Hit you with the chee chee chee. And if you fall asleep, then he got you. The madness. Welcome to Pop Saga. This is uh, Pop Scares ya. Pop, 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 pop scares ya. The horror and the terror. Beware, I'm trying to tell you. This is Pop Scares ya. Let's go.